0: This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, for the people of Ukraine, of course, the invasion by Putin and the Russian army has been very, very uncomfortable. But also, for many Russians, it has also been a traumatic period. It's three months to the day since Russia invaded Ukraine and many diplomats now are beginning to... Resent what's happening to their country, what is being done in their name in Ukraine, and the reputation that Russia is acquiring all over the world for brutality and barbarism. And it's a pleasure now to welcome to this stand someone we spoke to on the 4th of April. Dmitry Olovsky is a journalist and former editor-in-chief of TV Rain, And he left his post and he is now outside of Russia. He could not tell the lies and go along with what was happening. Dmitry, thank you very much for joining us. Can I ask you first about your feeling now you are outside of Russia, you're safe, or at least safe enough. How much do you miss your country, and do you have any regrets?
1: Um, well, hi there, and thank you very much for having me again. It's a huge pleasure to talk to you again and to talk to your audience. Um Well, basically, yes, I really miss uh, my motherland, my Russia, and um I feel grief and sorrow because uh, I don't have an opportunity now to be with uh, my family, to be with uh, some part of my friends, and um, to be with my people who are... Uh, suffering the war actually that um, was unleashed by uh, Putin, because it's not only the war against Ukrainians, definitely it's against them, but it's also war against um, the people of uh, of Russia yes. um, who are unfortunately very much brainwashed. Uh, but uh, at some point, I'm almost sure that they will understand that um, it's a it's a crime against them. So yes. I'm having pretty tough times, uh, these days, like speaking from moral point of view, because, um, yes, um, you know, it's very, it's very, uh, difficult feeling when you do not, uh, support uh, like your, uh, your people, your countrymen, your, your soldiers. And I'm a Patriot. Basically, I'm a Patriot. I always like, uh, was, uh, uh in love with Russia. I always, Took an opportunity to say some good things about my country. Yes. And, uh, I really enjoyed it. And, um, I've been traveling a lot and I was like very keen of, um, destroying some stereotypes. Yes. Um, and now I'm unfortunately separated from, from my people. And, um, I feel kind of very strange and, uh, very, very bizarre.
0: Now, um, on Friday and it's, being reported in British newspapers today, the Financial Times. A Russian diplomat who was a member of the Russian delegation to the Arms Control Convention in Geneva, a member of that delegation, Boris Bondarev, he has resigned and spoken freely about his sadness and disgust at the Russian invasion, at the way it is being conducted, and at the lies that are being told to the Russian people. And of course, Dmitry, as a journalist, you had the choice to continue telling lies or to stop. And you chose the hard and courageous option to stop. But the lies are still being told. But more and more diplomats and generals are beginning to criticize, not just Putin, but Lavrov as well. Yeah,
1: but uh, I'm sorry, I didn't get uh, the the question itself so
0: the question you, is yeah. did you you chose not to tell lies and to leave but it seems in Russia more and more people are beginning to speak the truth and beginning to be critical of Putin and Lavrov
1: um, well, definitely, we do see this process, but uh, it's very weak and very slow. And um, speaking of me personally, I've been working on um, one of the only, on one of the very few um, liberal, as they call it, or yes. like unbiased media outlets. So um, I've never been involved into some propaganda or some fake news. And uh, unfortunately, our TV station was. Um, destroyed by Putin's persecutor's office and by his uh, police officers. So everyone had to leave their job and to fly away from, from Russia in the beginning of March. But what we witness now. Speaking of uh, Mr. Bandarov, I hope that we'll see more and more such examples. And, um, you know, there is a Russian position leader, Navalny, Alexei Navalny, who is now sentenced. He's in jail, but uh, his um, partners uh, have created a list of uh, people uh, who are involved uh, into this war. And, uh, it's quite big. It has like, uh, thousands of names down there. And, um, the idea of this list, um, is that people have to, um, who are there, they have to find their names and they have to, uh, publicly resign from, um, uh, Putin, from Lavrov, yes. from all the Russian authorities and officials. And maybe by this, like, uh, public act, uh, they might, uh, gain, in some place uh, in in the new reality where we are now and uh, uh, which is like setting setting up, you know.
0: Yes, uh, the the way that Putin has prosecuted the war, the war crimes, the murderous attacks on civilians, the destruction of Mariupol and other cities, it has really shocked the whole world. Has it shocked? the Russian people, and how much do they know of what the Russian army has done in Ukraine?
1: I'm not sure that uh, Russian people realize what has happened now, because um, we live these days uh, like in some some present continuous, you know, which uh, hasn't finished yet, and which is still going on. So uh, we have that... uh, some focal point uh, where we got it got into this situation, got into this war, and um, people still um living through it, and they don't have time, and even I guess some sort of opportunity to just to, to, to look around, to yes. make a stop, and to assess what exactly is going on, what has happened, how did it come to this? So. And definitely uh, there is a Russian propaganda machine, which is huge and very rich and very powerful. And uh, it has very charismatic uh, uh, news presenters yes. and tall persons. Um, so it's um, it's very effective. It's very powerful. And it's very hard to get through it.
0: The economic sanctions that the West has imposed on Russia, at some stage they will take effect For example, it may seem like nothing, but yesterday Starbucks announced that they were closing 200 outlets in Russia, leaving the country, and thousands of people will be without work as a result of that. And McDonald's have left, and other businesses have also left. That surely must have some effect
1: um, that should, but, uh, not as big as, uh, we wanted at probably, uh, the effect would be quite opposite because, yeah. um. Okay simple simple people you know are uh suffering from it and uh, what should be done and what should be imposed is actually uh i guess like a uh, uh, full stop of buying uh, the energy from Russia yes every every day europe buys uh, gas and uh, uh, oil from Russia and uh, it gives uh, billions of euros every day yes which putin is spending to the war because that money They help to pay salary to uh, Russian soldiers and officers, build new rockets, build new tanks. So this is what should be imposed as soon as possible. Until there is a ban on um, Russian fuel and Russian gas, uh, the war war definitely will be going on. And until European countries uh, will decide to provide uh, the new uh, weapons to Ukraine, uh, which are um, not for defense, but for attack. Yes. That would be the game changer. Yes. And, uh, like Starbucks, which is living in Moscow and, uh, McDonald's is, it's it's just like nothing.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just a, a form of propaganda. But as you say, what really matters is $1 billion a day the West is spending on Russian energy. But eventually that will stop and the, intention of the European Union is to, within a couple of years, be independent in terms of energy. Can I ask you, uh, Dmitry, about the different generations in Russia and their attitudes? We have a a friend who speaks to us on the program. He's a Russian economist and he's in the United States. And he said to me, my mother loves Putin. (laughs) Uh Is there a sense in which... A younger generation, uh, your generation, are different to the older generation who have different memories and different histories.
1: Well, of course, um, you know, many people still remember '90s, which were a very tough time. First of all, economically for yes. uh, for my country, and um, it's uh, like some sort of a um, propaganda trick. They always say. Like, guys, you, you, I, I think you don't want to come back to nineties. Yes. Do you? And everybody's like, no, no, no way. That was a nightmare. And, uh, so people who still remember that years and people who, um, who didn't get the opportunity to find themselves a new place in, uh, new Russia after Soviet Union collapsed, uh, they are pushing lovers, I guess they they vote for him. But um, I'm not sure that this is sort of a, a sort of like a generational thing because right. uh, and youngsters and like people who are older and people of my age 30 something uh many of them are still like Putin's fans. But for instance I don't know my mom who is like 70 something she never voted for Putin. And right. she doesn't like him at all. Yes.
0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a
1: year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job
0: on linkedin.com people today. Okay, the question of a future. When you look to the future, Dmitri, is your future outside of the Russian Federation? Or do you hope that Putin will be gone after this war? and that you can go back to uh, Russia, that you can work in as a journalist?
1: I really want to come back, and I really hope that there will be a day when I will come back. I'm very grateful to uh, Lithuania and to local authorities. Uh, This is an awesome country and a great city of Vilnius, which I really enjoy and I really like. But um, I really hope that one day I will come to moscow other uh, is there any basis like to think that it will happen um, in the nearest future no unfortunately i don't think so i don't see any evidences but you know the history has very interesting examples you remember romania and uh, yes just just Ceausescu. yeah <laughs> precisely there was like um, i don't remember exactly um there was some huge holiday like two days before his death yes um, a parade and like people waving him yes. and everybody <laughs> was seemed to be quite happy but um, two days has changed the whole history of the whole country so i i really hope that something like that might happen to my country
0: in the russian mind now is there anger at the west and does the propaganda that is on the state media television in particular, is that propaganda keeping people ignorant of what really is happening? For example, we understand that Russia has lost more troops dead in Ukraine than they did in their whole period in Afghanistan. Do the Russian people know that, and would that matter to Russian mothers, for example, if they did know it?
1: Uh, that would matter, but uh Yes, propaganda is still very, very powerful. But uh, you know what is quite important, I guess, is that um, anti-Western, um, anti-Western sentiment. Books? Yeah. Sentiment. Yes. Yes. It still exists because of stupid policy of uh, European leaders yes. and European business as well. Because uh, yes. like taking mcdonald's out of moscow or starbucks well of course people would like be mad about it and they will uh they won't um uh blame putin on it they will blame um the starbucks managers and uh, western world leaders for taking off their favorite coffee for instance yes and uh, the, the the other thing is that it's pretty hard for um, Russians these days uh, to uh, leave Russia to get visas somewhere and uh, to find their place in a new country. And uh, it's quite tricky. And um, people, I know that there are lots of people who have left Russia to Belize, to Armenia uh, in the very beginning of war. And you know what? They are coming back now. They are getting back to Moscow because they didn't succeed in their new life. They didn't yes. find any job opportunities. They didn't, um, open a bank account because they have Russian passports and all that, like small, um, yes, tiny problems, but they all uh, lead to decision to come back to, to Putin's Russia. And uh, can you imagine? And can you imagine what do they think of, um, of, uh, other countries now? Because they had yes. to like come back.
0: No, I, I understand, and it's interesting that Europe has, uh, the, the both sides, Ukraine, Zelensky says Europe is not doing enough, and he particularly says that France and Germany are not doing enough, and at the same time, Russians feel also hostile to Europe. There are rumors that Putin is not in good health, that he may have Parkinson's or cancer. Yeah. And they are very strong and quite well sourced rumors. Uh, U.S. intelligence, for example, which has, appears to have good inside information all through this period. They knew, for example, when Putin was saying he wasn't going to invade, the American uh-huh. intelligence said he was. And they, yes. they seem to know the rumors now are about Putin's health and also yeah. about the small group of people who appear to be around him.
1: Um, I've heard these rumors, but I would uh, suggest to treat them.
0: Yes. Um, Skeptically.
1: Yeah. Because it's kind of a wishful thinking, you know? Yes. And uh, that would be a very, very good news if he's ill, if he's sick, if he's like old, if he's suffering cancer. Um, I, I, I actually say that and I don't believe my own ears that yes. I, I really think so. Yes. Yeah. So. But uh, all that sources and all that intelligence people, I don't even think they have ever seen Putin because these days um, he doesn't speak to people too much. Right. He has like five people around him. Yes. And I don't think that uh, any of them would get in touch with the Americans at any stage.
0: Right. Now, the media and the journalists in your business your colleagues, until you left. How difficult is it for them to see some just delivering propaganda and lying and others doing their best to be journalists and to stay true to the principles of journalism? Is that kind of division there at the moment, Dimitri? And do you think those divisions will never, never heal?
1: Well, this division actually didn't uh, raise like these days. It, it has always, uh, always been like yes. that, right? Like since very beginning of uh, Putinism. Yes. And um, basically, the journalism is uh, uh, destroyed. Russian journalism doesn't exist anymore. Yes. There are like uh, two or three bloggers and journalists who are still in Russia and who are still like working on something, trying to do something. And uh, it's very hard for them. And the vast majority has left Russia. They are not there anymore. And they're trying to do something about Russia, but from the outside. And it's very hard. It's extremely hard. Yes. Because um, I have a, prim- a friend of mine, and um, he has been doing um, like 15 minutes uh, video package, video report, yeah. reportage about um, people who are still in Russia and who are against the war and it took him like two months actually to find these people yes. to uh, organize a crew, to find the cameraman, yes. to make them like talk to him and uh, you see we are slowly turning to something in between Iran and uh, yes. North Korea
0: Yes uh, the, There is a famous woman who's on the state television every night she she was put on the sanctions list by the Americans, I think. I don't know. I can't recall her name, but she uh-huh. is very strong. Do you know the one woman I'm referring to?
1: Um, probably Margarita Simonian,
0: no? Yes. The one
1: who is uh, editor in chief of RT.
0: Okay, now she's going strong, and she's she's telling her narrative is pro Putin. Everything's great. No problem. We're gonna win. Uh huh. And what, what happens, Dmitry, if the Ukraine, if Ukraine wins, if they push the Russians back, uh-huh. what happens to Putin if this invasion fails? Well, uh,
1: I think we have to take a look back uh, into the history. And uh, I am almost sure that the processes will be very, very rapid and very quick, very fast. And, uh, the ones that were saying like um, it's okay and Putin is a good man, they will um, take the opposite point of view like Very in quickly. the next two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll see. I hope it will be someday and uh, we'll witness it.
0: the The future for for you, Dmitry. Do you think it is in your home country in Russia, or could you go back? to a Russia that is, shall we say, Putinized? Or would you stay outside in the European Union and work freely?
1: I will definitely stay outside of Russia until the regime changes. Right. Uh, Because uh, I don't know about any war persecution against me. It might come like any day because there are a number of um, um, similar stories, and my my fellow journalists, my colleagues, are uh, under persecution now in Russia because uh, they are uh, because of fake news and some like this sort of uh, uh, a new um, new moves, new attacks on uh, Russian journalism. So yes, until the regime changes, um, I don't think it would be safe for me to come back to to Russia, and um, I hope I will be safe here.
0: Yes. I mean, in Europe, hopefully, but that's why we don't want to reveal too much, uh, about where you are, but because I understand the dangers. You were a senior journalist in TV rain and, uh, they won't have forgotten you, but.
1: Well, I I don't think that uh, they have like some more important stuff to do these days. Yeah. <laughs> not not take care of me. And uh, yeah, I'm basically in Vilnius, Lithuania, yeah. and uh, I say it every time I go on air from yes. here, so it's not a secret.
0: The position of Navalny, who has just received a long jail sentence in one of the toughest prisons in Russia, Navalny is he a figure that people could rally around believe in and offer hope or is yes, that is that just definitely. To, the last time we spoke you said you thought he should get the nobel prize yeah and he is known around internationally and he seems to us to be a very brave man uh, and mm-hmm. a very honest honest man is mm-hmm. will there come if if in a certain scenario, could there come a moment?
1: Uh, definitely, definitely. And he is one of the opposition leaders um, after which can, after who can, people people can go definitely because uh, uh, he's very charismatic, he's very strong, he's very brave, and uh, he is in jail now. And you know there is a Russian old saying that half of Russia has been. Uh, sitting in jail, and half of Russia has been uh, uh, working there as the uh, security guards. (laughs) Uh, So definitely he'll get uh, attention of half a country. And there is also uh, Mikhail Khodarkovsky, former uh, Russian uh, businessman who is now in London. He Uh, is an oligarch. Yeah, who can be also pretty uh, famous if uh, regime changes.
0: Uh, Yeah, Khodorkovsky. He spent 10 years in prison, didn't he?
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yep, something like that.
0: And he is someone like Navalny who has not been afraid to speak, to tell the truth. The problem now for Russian people, if the sanctions begin to bite, if the, if the sanctions, the economic sanctions begin to hurt the ordinary man and woman in the street in Russia, will they be aware? Will they be angry? Is the possibility of protest? Does, does that exist?
1: Uh, you know, there is a war between, in Russia, there is always a war between like a TV set, a TV box, and a refrigerator. <laughs> and uh, these days, uh, TV is winning. Right. But uh, when people will one day open their refrigerator yes. and uh, find nothing there, and, uh, but there will still be like very good news on TV. Yes, I think they will understand everything. And uh, yeah, the sooner it uh, happens, um, the sooner the war would end and the sooner Putin will go. Because uh, the only power that can take off Putin is the uh, is, uh, is Russian people.
0: Just a final question, Dmitry. Looking from outside, I can't see a way that Putin can back out of the war. In other words, I can't see an honorable way that he can withdraw from Ukraine and declare victory. Uh-huh. And yet, I can't see a way that he could survive if he admitted in any way to defeat. How do you see that? How do you see it ending? Is there an end?
1: Uh, well, I i don't see any honorable way to get off this war. To yeah. get troops withdrawn from Ukraine. And, uh, every day is, uh, is getting the situation worse. And I don't think that uh, Putin will ever have a place in civilized war, in yes. civilized world. And, uh, this is, uh, quite clear for me. Um, I really hope that everything will, um, get to the end soon. It's like three months. Today, yes. of, since since the war began, and um, I don't know, I think a lot depends on uh, on Russian uh, people and on Western sanctions and yes. on supplyment of um, weapons to Ukraine. Right. Uh, if these three things um, will um, get to their like maximum volume, uh, we'll see the end of Putinism.
0: Okay, Dmitri, we're very grateful to you for talking to us today. Uh, Dmitri Ilovsky is a journalist. He was former editor-in-chief of TV Rain, and he is a very brave and honorable person, and we are grateful to him for talking to us. Uh, good luck, uh, Dimitri, and we thank hope, you. We hope to talk to you again, and maybe in better circumstances, but we'll be thinking of you. so take care.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed the conversation and it's a huge pleasure for me to be with you guys. Thanks a lot.
0: Thank you very much. And thanks to all of you for listening. That's all. We have time for now. We'll talk to you soon.